0: In our previous khutbas, we have been talking about the breakdown of the family structure uh, over time and how that breakdown has been a targeted effort from those who have no Allah in their life, have no deen in their life and have no akhirah that they are looking forward to. The breakdown of family structure is detrimental to Muslim society because it is how we we as a society have based uh, the way we socialize, the way we um, uh, manage our economics, uh, the way we manage our spiritual affairs together. Without the family structure, without this the bronze of brotherhood, sisterhood, kinship, without these things then everything falls apart with regards to our societies everything that brings us together then falls apart also. And we then become individuals who are up for grabs by whatever uh, corporate entity there is in order to uh, turn us into consumerist individuals. That's what it is, a liberalist ideology, feminist ideology that is breaking down our families, we're no longer getting married, we're no longer having kids, and we no longer aspire to have these things either. And when we move away from this governance structure, this this, uh, societal structure, we are left on our own and when you are left on your own, you are left to shaitan and your nafs and that's it And anybody whose companion is shaitan and his nafs Will never ever be guided towards Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta-A'la and his Rasul. Will never ever be upon the Siratul Mustaqeen because these are the enemies to Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta-A'la. And they are constantly calling you away from the guidance of Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta-A'la. Has it not been that when you are on your own, do you strive towards good? Or do you strive towards good when there are others around you doing good? When you are on your own, is it not that your phone takes priority over everything else? Is it not that your computer or Netflix or something else takes priority over everything else? Or is it that there is some salah, there is some connection, there is some taqwa to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, uh, in your private life? Only Allah knows, but for the vast majority of us, this is not the case. Now, I've spoken uh, quite negatively over the past couple of weeks. But there is a positive lining to all of this Why? Because in the time of the Prophet ﷺ, They were very much like the times that we are living in The breakup of the family structure Everything was all based on tribalism everybody, Everything was all based on uh, egotism And wealth And whoever's tribe had the most wealth They would have the most mawali Meaning that they would have the most people that would be drawn to them And connected to them and so on and so forth Very capitalist structure uh, Very materialistic structure Islam came and broke that structure down and made the connections between people iman innama muminuna ikhwah very the believers are brothers one to another they are family and the uh, when the prophet ﷺ made hijrah from Mecca to Medina he when he left Mecca and arrived in Medina he didn't have his family structures anymore. The companions وسلم, from the Muhajirun didn't have their family structures there anymore. They had left their homes, they had left their families, and they had come to a foreign land and a foreign place where the people that resided there weren't from amongst them, weren't from the same tribe as them. But the Prophet did something amazing between them. And this thing happened in Ramadan as well. Although fasting wasn't prescribed at that particular time, but it happened in Ramadan. In Ramadan, the Prophet Sallallahu did something called Al-Mu'akha. Al-Mu'akha is when he made the companions brothers and sisters one to another. He made Saman Al-Farsi uh, brothers, brother with uh, Abu Dhar Al-Ghifari. He made um, uh, Abdurrahman Ibn Auf uh, brothers with uh, Sa'ad Ibn uh, Ar-Rabi' And when he made them brothers, like they were brothers in everything, they were like blood brothers. And they even inherited off one another for a certain period of time and then that was then abrogated later on when the Muslim community was properly established and they had regained their bonds of kinship that they had before the point is the Prophet did this with a community that were probably one of the most ignorant communities in the world at that particular time they didn't have a civilization they didn't have technology they didn't have a great deal of education either they came from a background where if they were asked about what justice is they would respond that al adlu uh, an agaru ala shati ajirani uh, that i am able to go to the neighboring land and steal their sheep just as they are able to do to mine that is justice right and we have a similar concept here in our society as well right when you talk about free speech and what's just in free speech they say as long as I'm able as long as I am able to uh, I am I have the right to insult someone as long as they have the right to insult me back right so I can denigrate the Prophet but the Muslims can insult me back no problem that's the kind of uh, principle that the Western lifestyle uh, has today and it was the same or very similar to how the Arabs were back in the day right they were also a people that used to bury their daughters right they were also a people that if someone was killed from their tribe or from their family they wouldn't care who the perpetrator was they just cared that whoever's tribe or family that they belong to they've got to kill someone from them too that's the kind of people that the Prophet was dealing with at the time and he brought from that type that group of people the Muhajirun and the Ansar the best of creation after the Anbiya and the Rusul. that's what the Prophet did and Alhamdulillah for us He's left us the blueprint as to how to do this He has taught us Mu'akha So we live in a society where our family structures are breaking down and we no longer have those same bonds that we used to have back in the day and we are very much moving towards that individual lifestyle that the West currently espouses and their society is falling apart and it's only being held together by tyranny and uh, government sort of like imposition We don't want to be in that way We as Muslims believe in autonomy Everybody has the right to live their lives how they wish to live it Everybody has the right to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the best possible way that they want to Everybody has ownership over their own wealth And no one has a right to take ownership over that wealth This is what uh, Islam espouses And this is true sort of like individualism This is true freedom In the bounds and the confines of what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has deemed as halal and haram So that everybody can find success through that InshaAllah so we have a choice now to follow the prophetic model or to continue down the path of uh, Western liberal uh, values And if we choose the path of Western liberal values, we are going to end up exactly the same as them Kicking our children out at the age of 18 or by the age of 18 Leaving them, them to fend for themselves and leaving them to the clutches of society Allowing them to, we're not raising our kids, rather society is raising the kids Right. Whatever they're watching on TV or whatever what they're watching on the internet That is what is raising them, that is what is cultivating, that is what is culturing them Whereas us as parents, us as a community, us as a Muslim Ummah We no longer have any influence over our youngsters That's the path that we're going to take Or we take the path of the prophetic model Where we have muakha between us We might not have those same family structures that we had 100 years ago Or even 200 years ago, or even 50 years ago to be fair But we will have a community that has bonds of brotherhood one to another. So that we can, jami'a wa So that we can hold on to the rope of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala altogether and we are not different. And the only thing that is going to do that for us, brothers and sisters, is iman. Nothing, no amount of uh, economic um, stability, no amount of wealth, no amount of power, no amount of influence, no amount of uh, strength in terms of numbers, nothing is going to do that except your iman. Your Iman is what permeates and what connects you between brothers and sisters who you don't even know, that you never even met in your life This is what connects you guys together And it is metaphysical, it is beyond uh, time and space It doesn't exist in a certain location in the world, it exists everywhere It doesn't exist with a certain people at a certain time only at the time of the Prophet Sallallahu No, it is time immemorial, it exists forever And it is something in your heart that nobody can take This is Iman, and this is what the Prophet came to strengthen. We all know, right, that the Prophet when he came, uh, the halal and the haram weren't made 100% clear except later on in Revelation. The first part of Revelation was all about Tawheed. The first part of Revelation was all about the oneness of Allah all about Iman in the Akhirah, all about uh, fearing Allah and having the love of Allah in your heart, recognizing that every single believer his life is more sacred than anything material in this world and that you are connected to him and you have a responsibility towards him and her right? to the point where you're willing to wage war you're willing to take up arms in order to defend your brothers and sisters not because of some material wealth not because they are taking your land and your homes no because they are attacking the very iman that is in your hearts that is deep and that, cannot, that type of brotherhood, that type of connection, al All of that stuff, that cannot be achieved except with Iman So inshallah, we're in the month of Ramadan If we can focus on our Iman and strengthen that We'll be able to overcome the negative facets and elements of the human character Ego, uh, pride, jealousy All of these things that are barriers between us as brothers and sisters to each other we see a brother who has a little bit more wealth than we do you know what i'm not going to chat to him i'm not going to try and get close to him because i feel a little bit inferior i feel like you know what he's got more money than me and i've got less money than me i drive a crapper car than he does so you know he's going to look down on me so i'm just not going to associate myself with him no he's a believer you are a believer that is way greater than any amount of money that he has in his, his bank account or any amount of money that you're missing in your bank account this brother has kids i'm trying to have kids I don't have kids but he does, I feel inferior so I'm not going to associate myself with him No, your Iman is what you associate uh, with people Not with what they have, not with the material possessions that they have Not with <clears throat> the things that they have acquired in their lives This is really really important for us to internalize and to actualize And it's not hard, it's not hard The, continu- the continuity of it is very difficult To be steadfast upon it. very difficult, yes But to actualize it, it's not difficult, why? We have the Quran, we have the Sunnah, we have the blueprint It's already been done in history by the Prophet ﷺ and his companions and those who came after them We can do it ourselves brothers, we can do it ourselves sisters We just have to have that positivity, that energy, that will to want to do it And that ability to when hardship comes our way And whenever we have a roadblock in front of us and the goal that we're trying to achieve That we don't fall off the wayside just because we are hindered right? Sometimes you try to connect with a brother Try to connect with a sister. Try to connect with a family member. I say sister, but not you, lawyer. Yeah? Uh, we try to connect with people, and sometimes we are we hit a we hit a roadblock. They they act a bit too proud for us. They they act a little bit too arrogant, or they say something that we're not happy with. You know what? bun this guy, man. I don't want to chat to this person. This guy's got too much pride. All right? And you lock off straight away at the first hurdle. Akhi, Subhanallah. What was the Prophet dealing with what are the type of people the mentality they weren't educated they didn't know about science They weren't cultured with other nations. They thought despite being in the desert and worshiping rocks and uh, And pieces of wood and sacrificing animals to these things. They thought that they were the best civilization This is the kind of people that the Prophet brought out of darkness into light we Alhamdulillah educated people Uh, Well cultured, we know each other's culture, we speak many different languages What is holding us back from being like them? What is holding us back from rising up to the next level? It shouldn't be a problem for us at all, ya ikhwani So inshaAllah, I hope with these few words that I've said over these past uh, few weeks That we are able to inshaAllah connect with one another Overcome the barriers that are standing in our way with regards to our society and coming together as an ummah And we are able to connect on out with our iman inshaAllah and be uh, That nation that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is pleased with, right? Uh, that you are the best of nations that has been taken out from 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 mankind And we have the ability to do that brothers and sisters qawli hadha wa wa <coughs> we are in the last ten nights or ten days of Ramadan. These are the blessed days in which the Prophet sallam when these nights entered, it was gung ho ibada not looking at the dunya, not looking at anything else despite him being the head of state despite him looking after the, the poor in his community despite everybody coming up to him for fatawa and all these other things about religious rulings the Prophet in these 10 nights focused solely on ibadah focused on his Lord and connecting with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, so that when he comes out of Ramadan he is replenished and he has his iman boosted and he is able to connect with everybody on an iman level on the level that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wishes for him to connect uh, to people with we should follow in the footsteps in the Sunnah of the Messenger where we should focus ourselves on these last ten days. in these last 10 days solely on the ibadah of Allah ﷻ, so that we can recognize Allah Allah's greatness see the ayat of Allah in all of his creation in me, in you and the creation around him so that we connect with each other not because you are Afghani not because you are Indian or Pakistani not because you are from North Africa rather because you are Muslim and you have Iman in your heart and that is what I'm connecting with and that is what is important And that can only be achieved if we strive and we struggle to rectify ourselves and increase our own iman and establish that in our heart. And one of the ways in which we can do that is to focus on our ibadah. And one of the ways we start by doing that is by asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for there is an hour on the day of Jumu'ah if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is asked in that hour He doesn't leave the one who requests him empty-handed we hope and pray that this is that hour so we raise our hands and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with the utmost sincerity to forgive our sins to overlook our shortcomings to save us from the punishment of the hellfire رَبَّنَا <laughs> آتِنَا فِي الدُّنْيَا وَفِي عَذَابُ النَّارِ رَبَّنَا أَنفُسَنَا اللهم اجمعنا على قلب رجل واحد يا رب العالمين اللهم واحد صفوفنا يا أكرم الأكرمين اللهم جعلنا أمة وسطا اللهم جعلنا خير أمة أخرجت للناس يا رب العالمين اللهم انصر اخواننا المسلمين في المستضعفين في كل مكان يا رب العالمين اللهم انصر اخواننا في فلسطين وفي كشمير وفي سائر بلادنا يا رب العالمين اللهم اتمم نورك علينا يا رب العالمين اللهم اكرمنا بفضلك وكرمك يا رب العالمين آه اللهم اهدنا الى صراطك المستقيم اللهم ثبتنا على صراطك المستقيم اللهم يا مقلب الكلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك اللهم يا مصرف القلوب صرف قلوبنا إلى طاعتك عباد الله رحمكم الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربة وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعظكم لعلكم تذكرون أذكروا الله العلي الجليل يذكركم واشكروه يزدكم والذكر الله أكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون وأقيم الصلاة